0: um, Justin Bronder, as I, um, the good thing about working with Justin is I get to see what, what I have to do to fulfill the job requirement, but the bad thing is, like, Justin Bronder's shoes are big, and so I know that, um, he's gonna leave, when he leaves, there's gonna be, um, a hole at Trinity, and, um, I'm so excited for him and Mariah as they journey to Korea, but, um, as I've already been um, here last summer with you guys, um, I've just really felt like embraced by the Trinity family, and I just want to thank you all. Um, as I've said many times, just for um, making me feel at home. And um, Greg started June first, and I pulled into the parking lot on June sixth, so I haven't beat um, as the newest member of our staff. So I just thank you for welcoming me and. Um, uh, Let's get started this morning. As Kyle said, um, we've been looking at this um, series called Our Heartbeat. And so Kyle said that when he took on the role of lead pastor, he sat down and one of the very first things that he did was consider what the ideals for our church would, be, would have to embrace. Um, what, what ideals would our church have to wrap their arms around in order to better fulfill our mission? And most of you know our mission is to love God, love others, and to serve our community. And so he came up with these 10 core values that we've been going through for the past several weeks and we've been exploring the biblical basis for them. Um, And so as Kyle said, the core value that we'll be exploring this morning is that we believe in and will wholeheartedly invest in young people. Um, So as a youth pastor, it may seem that it is my obligation to the students sitting in these pews and to Lisa with the kids upstairs to continue to, to, to preach a message that continues to um, convince you that if you invest in students, it will be worth it. And, um, and to say that believing and in investing in young people is important. is true, and I affirm that today. But being on the receiving end of that for so long, I don't know it best for my whopping two weeks as a new youth pastor, I know this core value best because there was a church that, that invested in me. And um, I had people to act as second moms and dads. Um, church gatherings were the single most important events of my week. So I grew up in Michigan, so when we were snowed in and church got canceled, I was the most bummed out kid around. Um, and it's not because I had a rough home life. My parents were and are good Christian people uh, that continue to show me unconditional love. It's not that I was looking to escape from anything, but there's something different about having a church family. There's something different about having people that aren't obligated to love you, love you. Um, And that was my church for me, for the most critical 15 years of my life. My church was there. And um, when I heard God's call to ministry at, at age 13, my church was, were the people that I was looking forward to telling. Um, it, it was those people that stood behind me and, um, and encouraged me in that. In fact, um, this value is one of the things that drew me to Trinity, as I have already expressed. Um, Trinity has felt like family since the night that I walked through the door, um, And there's something about this extended family that is special. And I think that's how God intends for it to be. There's something special about the connections that are made here at church. So when I rolled rolled into town for the block party, the first hugs that I got were those from eight and nine year old little girls. Um, And that's something special that's been created here at Trinity. A trust that has been built between Uh, us and the young people. And if you haven't yet experienced it, I challenge you to get in on the action. I wanna continue for our young people at Trinity because I know it changed my life, this core value. I honestly believe that I wouldn't be here um, without my church family that invested in me. Um, And I know sometimes it's hard to see the things come to fruition right away, and that's why it's an investment. Um, But as I've sat with our students and heard their stories, even in the past two weeks, some of them truly break my heart. Some of them are here because church is the safest place they know. For some of them, this is is the only place that they'll go all week where they know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that they are truly loved. we believe in and will wholeheartedly invest in young people. Because if we don't, we're robbing our students and children of something they need now more than ever. And as the world is jading our young people faster and faster, it is our job to step in and welcome them into our family. Um, To act as those grandmas and grandpas, mothers and fathers, aunts and uncles, brothers and sisters. The world is much too dangerous of a place now for us to entrust it with the job of raising our young people. When I hear the kind of hurt that our students are walking around with, um, I, I become really desperate for them. Um, and even at some points feel guilty that um, I can't relate to their circumstances. Um, and it's my prayer for our church that we be the kind of family that, be, that continues to embrace this, this brokenness, because I think that's how we best fulfill this mission, to love God, love others, and serve our community. But I want to dive into scripture this morning, if you'll turn to Mark 10, starting in verse 13. People were bringing little children to Jesus to have him touch them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I tell you the truth, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, put his hands on them, and blessed Blessed them. What a good picture of our Lord this morning, a God who embraces children. And as I read this, I began to reflect on what it is that Jesus has in mind for a child's work in the kingdom. We've talked this morning about believing and investing in young people, and we see it in these verses, the way that Jesus embraces children as a model for us. But I wanna take you on a rabbit trail real quick because my ADD brain loves rabbit trails. Um, But we'll be back and I'll, let me just read a short story for you. I want you to listen carefully. The fields were parched and brown from lack of rain and the crops lay wilting from thirst. People were anxious and irritable as they searched the sky for any sign of relief. Days turned into weeks, no rain came the ministers of the local churches called for an hour of prayer on the town square the following Saturday. They requested that everyone bring an object of faith for inspiration. At high noon on the appointed Saturday, the townspeople turned out in mass, filling the square with anxious faces and hopeful hearts. The ministers were touched to see the variety of objects clutched in prayerful hands, holy books, crosses, and rosaries. When the hour ended, as if on magical command, a soft rain began to fall. Cheers swept the crowd as they held their treasured objects high in gratitude. I think this story could have ended well here. Um, The people had been faithful. They had been in faithful prayer to a God that had always been faithful to them. And upon the conclusion of their hour of prayer, this gentle rain begins to fall. Let me read again, cheers swept the crowd as they held their treasured objects, in high, objects high in gratitude and praise. But what I didn't read to you is this. From the middle of the crowd, one faith symbol seemed to overshadow all others. A small nine-year-old child had brought an umbrella. <laughs> and this story strikes me most because the character who challenges my faith um, in this story more than anyone else is a boy of merely nine years old. And although I see the faith of the crowd as a whole, the boy that holds the umbrella has an entirely different kind of faith. He has a faith filled with expectation. What this boy grasps is a childlike faith, one that has not been yet tainted by the world, one that challenges those around him I think it's easy for us to have the perspective that as we believe and invest in young people, that we are doing it primarily for their benefit. And don't get me wrong, I hope that our investments benefit our young people. I think that if they don't, we're doing something wrong. Um, However, I cannot help think about this story of the boy with the umbrella. I cannot help but be impressed but as we have the ability to speak into the lives of our young people, they also have the ability to speak into our lives as well. So, in the scripture we read this morning, Jesus said, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I tell you the truth. Anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. Children are a model for us because their faith does not apologize. One of the things that I got really tired of hearing um, as a student in my church, while well-meant, and I've probably said it even, um, is, you are the future of the church. They would look at the teen section and they would say, you are the future of the church. And that was empowering for like the first five times. And then after that, It was like, a little disheartening. Um, I'm gonna explain that in a second. But I wanna say to you students this morning, you are the future of the church. We are so excited for the ways that God is going to use you in your future, but we're also so excited for how God is going to use you right now as the present of the church. You are just as important as anyone else sitting in these pews. You are just as important of a member of the body of Christ right now where you stand in your life. And so that's what I want to convey to you guys right now is that as your church at Trinity, we wanna say to you that we believe in you and we we promise to invest in you And we want to see you lead our church right now. 1 Timothy 4.12. It's not on the screen, so listen carefully. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Um, Don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. Don't look down on them because they're young. It's our job as their church family to hold them up and to um, to build relationships with them and begin to see the world through their eyes. And still today, in the moments that I realize how inadequate I am to hold this position as a youth pastor, I remember the people in my church family growing up that invested in and believed that my call is worth something. When God's voice is hard to hear, it's our church that God uses to remind us of his faithfulness to work through us. And as I was on the phone with Kyle last night, um, making final arrangements to speak this morning in preparation for today, um, one of the last things he said to me was, I believe in you. How precious it is to know that the members of your church family are rooting for you and that's all of us adults and children alike. As we are as we're coming to the close of this message, short as it may be, it's it's simple. Is that we we are committing to believe in and wholeheartedly invest in young people. Are we welcoming the children that race around our halls in this church? Do we remember that our children hold the keys to the kingdom? Jesus says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God, like a little child, will never enter it. Do we see that our children have the opportunity to grasp the kingdom more now than ever before? They have the opportunity to grasp the kingdom more than they may ever have again. And so I think a lot of times we wait for children to become. We're speaking the future into them. We're saying, you're going to be a pastor. You're going to do this. But what about right now? Um, It's my church that showed me that I had purpose in my young age. That they weren't waiting for me to become anything. That I was a part of their family right now. And that's, um, that's what I want to convey this morning. I want us to look at our children and see God the way that, the way that they see God. And um, as we endeavor to do this, I pray that we won't be irritated by the kids running throughout hallways, but that our hearts will rejoice that they are free to do that and that this is a safe place for them. Um, I have learned more from children probably than any other age. Um, and, and that's my prayer for us today, is that we will continue to learn from them and that we will, um, as we invest in them, that we see the benefit that they're being to us. Um, and so Greg and a few members of the band are gonna come and, um, and I just want to encourage, encourage you all um, to begin to pray with a childlike faith. Um, to begin to seek God in the innocent way that you once sought God. Um, and maybe you didn't come to Christ at a young age, but that's what, um, that's what the beauty is for our children here at Trinity and for our students here at Trinity, is that um, they still have a full life to live for Christ. And um, I just wanna pray for us really quick, and then we're gonna go into a little time of worship. So would you bow your heads for me real quick. Lord, we come to you today thankful for the family you provided for us here at Trinity. We thank you for our young people how you use us to speak truth into their lives. But Lord, we thank you also for the way that you use them to speak to our hearts as well. We ask that as we embrace our young people, that we begin to see the world through their eyes, that we begin to look at our relationship with you that we will be overcome with enduring obedience and unending trust that you are who you say you are and that your plans for us are good. Help us to seek you with childlike faith. Lord, as we come to you um, and we sing, Would the words of this song just resonate in our hearts, that we would begin to hold on to this childlike faith? Would you pour out your spirit over your people, Lord? Amen. The band's going to sing for us.